It takes money. I hate gross medicine. It's just the haunting. Your pubes are getting caught in the harness. He got it blessed by a Korean priest. I don't know what's up. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Gosh darn, Mel. That's, That's our livelihood. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in ramblings. Hey, asshole. <laughs> Asshole. Mm-hmm. Hey, asshole. Hey, dickwad. What? What was that for? Because you're asshole. I feel like mine was way more provoked <laughs> no. than yours. What? No way. You don't even know why you're an asshole. Maybe you deserve it. You're like, I am an asshole. I sh- you can't just run straight to dickwad. All right, convince me. I'm an asshole. Mm, why you're am an I? asshole. Why? So, Ben, how much would you say I sleep? 40 to 50 hours a day. <laughs> no, but really. Because all you ever go on about is how, oh my God, you sleep in so much. You're always asleep. You're constantly sleeping. If it was up to you, that would be the case. Like you slept in till, what, 5 p.m. one day. (laughs) Yeah, and missed work. Yeah, like I I called you Mm. trying to figure out if we were doing the podcast Mm -hmm. that night. And I woke you up and I was on my way home from work. Was I like, shit, I have to go to work? Yeah, you went to work for like an hour at like <laughs> the end of the day. I'm like, this seems like a futile endeavor. Like, I would have, as your boss, mm. much preferred just, you just to just, not show up. Yeah, like to I say like, really I was, yeah, make up some excuse because I overslept by eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who did I fucking hire? So what would your guess be that how much I sleep? Give me a weekly average. The problem is, I know you mm. you work in the hospital, so right. this is not what I'm talking about. Like, if it was up to Vicky... Oh, now it's suddenly backpedaling. Well, now you've got a job that requires you to be awake sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if you oversleep, people might die. I mean, that is definitely jobs for you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a minimal amount of jobs where you can be asleep for them. Like... Any? Sleep S- sleep study person? I guess. Like, if you're like the... Astronaut? Do you sleep on the way? I guess it's, like, horrifically painful. Yeah, I don't think, like, if you're looking for a job where you can doze, astronaut is not the most, <laughs> the like, yeah, relaxing of jobs. That's true. You're probably better off being, like, some kind of nighttime security guard or something where no one's watching. Like, if you're in all of a sudden orbit, there's probably, like, a few cameras on you keeping track of what you're doing. I guess you're a billion... No, I mean, like, just because you're on your way up, you can't do anything but sleep. But I guess, like, it's excruciating when you're getting shot into space. What part of that do you think is excruciating? Like all being the G-forces? Sh- yeah, isn't it very painful being shot into space? I think there's like a lot of pressure. pressure. Yeah. Like you're not falling asleep though. You're not like, oh God, strapped to this thing for 10 hours. Yeah. Get a bit of shut eye. But, I don't know. But I think Maybe once you're in space, it's weightless. So that's, that's the opposite of, you know, that's actually probably No, quite, I'm talking about being shot up there. Just for that last, what, like an hour. Of Does it? Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take long to get to space. It's okay. just expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk, we're looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, so guess. Weekly average. Just have a guess. I'll have to do some math here. All right. So okay. if we're talking like eight hours. An is... average week where I've got normal. So obviously not this week because as I just said, I did a 20-hour shift today. Mm-hmm. So not this week, obviously, because that is a bit of a whacked out shut eye. Yeah, but did you, have you been like using a sleeping app or something? I is have. that what we're getting? Yeah. Okay. So if, in my Fitbit. If the recommended hours of sleep is like eight hours a night. Yeah. That would be 48 hours of sleep a week. Okay. That's what no, you're going. Is that? That's eight not, hours I, a night. I, I can't even do this math. Uh, that's, yeah, that's eight, right. Eight, seven. Yeah, yeah. It's 56. 56. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
Are you going to correct yourself? No, you're not. No, I was like, eight, eight six is like, there was six days in a week, right? I'm like, that's, no, that's not quite <laughs> and on right. on Sundays we rave. Yeah. <laughs> we get up at midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no sleep on Sundays. <laughs> that's right. Quite the opposite to God's plan. All right, so 56 is the average. Right. I'm going to say, but no, it's more like, yeah, if you, if you could choose between like, I'll get up at 10 a.m. or get up at 1 a.m. I mean, 1 p.m. A.m., Jesus. Oh, yeah, 1 p.m., absolutely. Yeah, that's like you've wasted half your day then. Yeah, but you're going to bed early in the night. No, I'm anyway, not, though. guess. Okay, You've got so guess. I'm going to put you at, like, I'm going to say 48. That's why that number was in my head. Really? So you think I'm under average? Yeah. You're right. Well, how, what is it? 6.5 hours a night on average. So, yeah, that's almost 48. It's just a bit under. Yeah. I'm not going to try and do more math. No, you've already ashamed yourself enough. Yeah. But yeah, there you go, asshole. I mean, no wonder I'm always complaining that I'm tired. I only get six and a half hours of sleep a day. Yeah, but get more sleep then. That, then you won't be complaining that no, you're tired. No, but that's, then you're like, that's Vicky, the other all you ever do is sleep. No, like you're on a, you're on a pretty similar <laughs> schedule to me. Like you wake up at like a normal time right. when you have to. Mm. But then like when you get an opportunity to sleep in on the weekends, for example. Right then it's like at least Make midday before I've started doing anything. Sure. Mine would be about one. Yeah. Like My- if the Cat Stevens song Morning Has Broken, yeah. like played in the background as like birds slowly like weaved my dress for the day, that would be like quarter past 11. Yeah. So you're like easing me into the day. Like if That's I- when I'm actually like eyes are cracking and I'm looking around. Yeah. If I wake up at past 11 on a weekend, I feel like... I've overslept. Really? 11.15, I'm like, morning has broken. <laughs> Sunlight streaming in, and then I'm probably ready to be on my way to something at one. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. You're ready to on your way, yes. but when you're actually on your way. 1.30. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, so I don't get up till probably midday or 12.30. Then I've got to like eat. Shower, have some food. Yeah, one thirty. I'm rolling out. One forty-five. Yeah, when I used to. Um, anyway, not- six and a half hours. So you can shut your trap about how much I sleep. Yes, like during the working week, you yeah. might. No, this is an average of the entire week. In Sh- fact, the entire month. Yeah, sure, but I'm just saying, like when you when you sleep, you mm. sleep hard. But yeah, because apparently I've got to average out the rest. No wonder I'm sleeping until eleven fifteen. Every other day, I guess I've got an hour. Because if I sleep twelve hours on the weekend, as I've Snapchatted to you before, what am I doing the other days to halve that? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> I, I want to make the most of my weekdays, right? And so I tend to stay up quite late. Sure. But then you're like wrecked in the morning. Yeah. But like come the weekend, it's like I can kind of catch up. Yeah. Like there was this dude who I think like back in the seventies or something when people just didn't care. He was like. <laughs> Okay. Don't, don't Before caring was invented. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> what do you mean when people didn't care? Like about... About what? Scientifically, right. we kind of just did some crazy shit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Like there was just no ethics in science. You no. could just basically do whatever you liked and be like, it's what a science. And like even like, you know, raising your kids and stuff. It's like, all right, go scoot around the neighborhood right. for 12 hours and Hopefully come back. Hopefully one at, of you comes yeah, back. Right. <laughs> we had four for a reason. Yeah, that's we'll call it a win if we uh, you know, make it to 13. And right. If the majority of our children get to 18, which is two, 
Mm-hmm. That's successful parenting. Yeah, right. Nowadays, <laughs> you lose one kid and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh it's me. My kid died. Yeah. I feel like, though, Ben, that continued into the 90s. Should we start the show? What's up, everybody? This is Ben. <laughs> and this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 154. A very scientific show. Oh. Hmm. Did you have something else other than scientific? I was going to say carefree. Oh. I feel like it's... Um, I feel like that continued into the 90s, though. Like, think back to when you were a kid versus stuff that goes on now. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would... I'm so glad that I grew up when I, I did. I am unglad. What, you want like a helicopter parent like I following do. you everywhere? Yeah. I used to like be gone for days. Yeah. Like I was reading all these parenting advice blogs. I'm like, my Why? parents. Why? <laughs> no time on my hands. I'm awake 20 hours a day you, as it turns out. Is this like in an effort? About 18 hours a day to fill in sure. on average. No, are you trying to shame your parents? Yes, I send it to them. I like, like, email this link to a friend. I'm like, a friend? <laughs> a friend? Well, like a neglectful enemy. No, I just, um, it comes up with clients and stuff like that or teenagers or it's for work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was thinking like, yeah, you wanted to either become a parent or prove like, this is where my parents went wrong. Yeah, this is why I'm so screwed up. Yeah, I want to know why I'm screwed up. I need someone else to blame so it's no longer my responsibility. Sure. Uh, No, so for work. And they're like, you know, if your child wants to go out to a party, be like, you know, slowly give them independence. So if they're like 15, be like, yes, you can go to the party, but you're not allowed to sleep over. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I wasn't dying at a field at 15 from alcohol poisoning, then I don't know who I am. But also... (laughs) Imagine if it was like, okay, every other 15-year-old, you all can die in this field in alcohol poisoning and Ben, your parents are coming at 11 to take you home. That happened to a few of our friends. Did it? Did we judge them? Like we always used to go to sleepovers when we were in about year nine. Sure. At our friend Leah's house. Yeah. And there was a couple of people that had to leave at, like, maybe midnight. Right. And, and they missed the best bit. Yeah, they missed the good shit. <laughs> because know. it got weird after midnight. Yeah, and that's what you want to be there for. Exactly. So I'm like, this is a way to raise lame kids. Right. Like, that's bad parenting, I think. Because at, at least they're safe. Like, we were in a friend's house. I am like, your kids are going to be raised lame. Like, sure, you don't have to get their stomach pumped yeah. at 17. But on the other hand... They're going to go hard at like 27. And uh, that's when it's medically irresponsible to get your stomach pumped. <laughs> that stomach lining just doesn't grow back quite Not as quickly. the same way. Yeah, I feel like I would have been pissed if my parents did that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you missed the good shit. <laughs> so I'm like, parenting advice, if anything, it's going backwards. Yeah, no, we should write our own blog and like let your kids. Well, I feel like I, when my kids are not 12, but if they're like 15, I'll be like, yes, you can go, you can stay, but you can always call me, no questions asked, and I'll just come and get you. Yeah, that's a good Isn't rule. Isn't that not a great rule? Well, especially now that everyone's got cell phones and everything, like no matter where you are, you can, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Help. I'm like, if you get yourself into trouble, just call for help. Don't worry about the consequences. Yeah. But I do. That's f- what you got to do, right? Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to be shitting yourself you're like oh, i sent my kid out to die but you just gotta I mean, you gotta live with that <laughs> i sent my kid out to die i feel like that's you know but why didn't our parents feel that way then they might have oh because i was like i was regularly out to die then and probably came closer than anyone likes to admit <laughs> like it's not like we were doing like i don't know we went train surfing or anything but well you weren't <laughs> But yeah, there was a, definitely a lot of like alcohol fueled teenage parties. Yeah, like listen to a lot of um, like American podcasts and media and stuff, and they're always talking about not drinking till they're twenty one. 
And obviously mm-hmm. there's like underage drinking in America, but it seems sure. like their underage drinking starts at like 18 maybe. Oh, wow. But because the drinking age in Australia is 18, it's like, well, we got to start our underage drinking right. at 15. Right. So if we made it 30, most people would be like, well, I'm 25 and I know what I want. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. What if we made it like 50? <laughs> Well, it could just be an Australian thing. Like, right. even if the drinking age of 21 here would still be underage drinking <laughs> at 15. Like, I think I started drinking probably 16. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the 18 of the future but is like, how I felt. Yeah, no one seems to... <laughs> I'm like, if I'm old enough for people to hit on me expecting me to consent, I need to have some liquor to deal with this bullshit. Sure, sure. Just the endless barrage of teenage boys is something you don't want to deal with sober. And if I want to uh, harass a 16-year-old girl, I need to get some liquor in me. <laughs> Do not take that out of context. No. <laughs> I mean, again, if you were to have teenage boys endlessly trying to get in your pants, surely it would drive you to drink a little. What do you mean, if? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've said too much. Um, yeah so that's where i feel my alcoholism no i feel like yeah our parents there's got to be a mix like if you went to our friendship group there would be those whose parents are like well i'm gonna let them go to these parties right um but i'm gonna be like you know sitting up like late at night just like i never had the whole like freaks and geeks or like step by step where it's like you walk in at 1am and your curfew's over and the light (laughs) i never had that like, well, well, well. No, because, but that's because we were allowed to be out. Pretty much do anything. Yeah. yeah. But nowadays you uh, let someone out of your sight for like two minutes. Dead. And it's like, yeah, they're in a the gutter I now, I guess. Now. Do you think it is actually more dangerous or we're just like... I think it's less dangerous. Yeah. I think it's just the media and like probably like social media in particular. Because did you have the whole thing where you were just like... Because dis- like, we had both of us had friends that lived in the local area or mm. could easily visit. Yeah. Would you guys just like disappear to hang out in the local area for hours on end? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, I don't think kids do that. But it's days. like every uh, 80s movie ever. It's just like they've got their bikes. But that was and not just even like, the 80s. I was doing that in like the early thousands, late 90s. And that's the thing. Like that, there's no way that happens today. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, like that was, that again, that was the good stuff. <laughs> It's like you're out of your parents' you know, periphery. That's right. Yeah. How can you have fun if your parents are always watching you? You can definitely have less fun. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's like they probably just sneak out. And that's when it shit gets really weird because you don't have the same safety net. It's like if anything did get weird, it's like, oh, we can always call our parents or something. But then See, if I wouldn't anyway. I would just run. <laughs> like I, you, is there like, I trust my running and hiding ability that I could stay under a bush overnight. Is there like a particular example of something that you like got up to that you're like, you no. know, I, I like probably should call my parents now, but no. didn't. If you were looking at those situations as an adult and yeah. adults were aware of what we were up to, things could have easily gone very wrong. But, you had, but they didn't. You had older brothers as well, though. Right. Did you ever call on them for help? I did not. Because I think that's like a... Good safety net. Yeah. Like if you're... Like I went to uh, rescue my sister at least like once or twice. Right. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, you don't have to get the parents involved. Yeah. No, I never did that. But just like we used to just do such stupid things. Like at 16, didn't we try to walk from one friend's house to your house? Alcohol fueled? Yeah. Okay. I think you guys made it and the rest of us turned back. You and like maybe Sean? So I might be thinking of different situations, right. but I remember like me, Alex and Nikki, we were like at our friend Lindsay's house. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, okay. but I was there for this one. 
Yeah, you obviously didn't come with no, us. No, I didn't. I, guess. I think I turned back and I was like, "No, nah, you guys go." Yeah, so we didn't live like that far away from each other, but there was like a lot of hills. It was a while. I think it was like a forty-five minute walk, and yeah. we were all drunk. Definitely. Yeah. So well, I think I started on the path, and no, then I was like, "I don't think you even got that far." Because what happened? Yeah. Is everyone went to sleep? We were at this party, and yeah. for whatever reason, like everyone went to sleep. And me and Alex and Nikki were like, well, we don't want to go to sleep. Like, No, I remember beginning to come along and then being like, farewell, boyfriend. Like it was the Second World War. <laughs> like, best of luck on your journey. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, everyone else went to sleep and we were still buzzing. So we're like, well, Ben's house isn't too far from here. Let's just right. you know, head over there. And we wrote this like whole hostage note where me and Alex and Nikki had been kidnapped. <laughs> And it was like hilarious in our minds, teenage fun. Yeah, it was like this so hilarious note that right. we were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait till tomorrow morning when they wake up and like <laughs> find this note. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh my god, you guys are the best. This was hilarious.' Oh my gosh! And uh, it was on like this big, I don't know, like I think it's like, like the front page of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, wrote into the Herald Sun. No, it was like it was almost paper size. Like it was what A two or something. Right. Like we'd filled this massive. A piece of paper that sure. I guess happened to, happened to be lying around. So uh, we wrote that and we I left. Think I remember this. Didn't everyone read it? And they were just like, what? Well, we weren't there for like oh, the reading. Oh, reveal. Yeah, because it was obviously like we'd walked to my house. <laughs> but like the next morning we were utterly disappointed that no one was like, hilarious message, guys. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, we like walked to my house with like a VHS copy of Super Troopers and watched that <laughs> like 1 a.m. or something. Pretty wild. Yeah. But, but again... Would you want your children like doing that in the dark while drunk? Well, I mean, like if, I, if I had the choice, <laughs> it's like, well, do I want to, them to be stumbling around the road? No, in the middle of nowhere in the dark. Yeah, then I'd probably say, no, I'd want my child to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a formative memory. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, that definitely was fun as the doer. Yeah. I'm like, as the doey. I'm glad they didn't know about it. Where I grew up was, you know, it's not safe. like the back streets no. of Harlem or no, something. No, it's not shit. like it's Philly. Yeah, there was probably like a couple of cars that drove past. I in guess the it's whole like upstate hours. New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was you know like kind of rural and yeah, like the hills were the worst Alive. of it. That was oh, <laughs> with the sound of music. <laughs> sure. Oh, I went with that, but I could have gone with has eyes, which would have been scarier. <laughs> they did not have eyes, and, and to my knowledge, were not alive either. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, we might have like stumbled into like a kangaroo. We probably weren't going to... Infestation. Gonna, yeah, like we probably weren't going to get mugged or something. I remember, I don't even know where I was. There was a story on the news about uh, someone in their 20s. This was ages ago when I was in my 20s. That um, got their stomach ripped out in a kangaroo fight. And my dad texted me to see if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I know a girl in her 20s. I think it was a man as well in Sunbury. Like, well, you know that media, they're always getting shit wrong. Yeah, he was like, are you all right? I'm like, yes, why? He's like, oh, someone in their 20s got their guts ripped out in Sunbury by a kangaroo. Just wanted to make sure. Is that good? Because I don't want you hanging around Sunbury. (laughs) I knew you'd be worried. (laughs) So you wanted to go further back in time because people didn't care in the 90s. So, I mean, they really must not have cared in the 70s. They definitely cared even less in the 70s. (laughs) No, it's not not caring. There was just so much new stuff that we're like, I don't know. Let's give it to a monkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, but now, like, 
Peter. We've run out of combinations of stuff now. We're like, give a monkey drugs. Like, we've tried that. Yeah, you can experiment on animals, but then, you know, Peter or other groups gets annoyed, so. Well, not even that. I think we've also just run out. Like, uh, we've done every experiment. let's have sex with a dolphin. We did that. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure she just jerked off a dolphin, not had sex with it, please. That would just be weird. Yeah, uh-huh. huh? So... I was slightly off. The situation I was talking about mm-hmm. um, was in the 60s. Oh, well, if, I mean, if we're saying further you go back in time, they don't care. Jesus really did not care. <laughs> Year zero, he was like, YOLO. Um, so for anyone who doesn't remember, we were talking about sleep and sleep deprivation. Yes, that's right. Was he the guy that stayed awake for seven, 11 days? Yeah. Okay. So his name I is know about this. Randy Gardner. He was like a San Diego <laughs> high school student. Is that his real name? I mean, unless His name changed. is Randy Gardner. Yeah, why? That just sounds like the name of a porn film. I mean, maybe he went on to... Like Betty Davis and the Randy Gardner. He might have also done porn. I'm, I'm not judging. He's a Randy Gardner. Uh, yeah. Like, isn't that the plot of every porn film? If your last name is a verb, <laughs> don't call your son Randy. No, don't also give a fit. Don't you mean noun? If your last name's a noun, don't give a verb first name. Yeah, either way. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, avoid any other words in your name. Someone the other day actually said to me that they were Randy and it put me off. <laughs> you were no longer Randy when they I, said that. No, I was like, are people still saying that? Yeah, it does seem like, uh, you know, after the 60s, people did stop being called Randy. No, I mean, did they stop being Randy? I think that as well. Okay. Like, so if you're, or maybe into the 70s. Austin Powers might have been the last person <laughs> to be Randy. Put yourself in this in these shoes. You're getting, you're making out. And the girl's like, Ben, I'm really Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I think I would have that reaction. I would crack I up. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Put me off. No, I don't, I don't think I, like I could power through it. Oh, I couldn't. But I'd still, I I'd probably be laughing in her face. It really broke the moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm not now. I yeah, I laughed and I was like, no, that it just ruined the moment. Yeah, it's not quite like for whatever reason. Like they don't make songs like, if you're Randy, let's do it. <laughs> Ride it, my pony. Oh, so weird. I'm Randy, I'm Randy, Randy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Randy, oh my God. <laughs> it just sounds like something a cowboy would say. <laughs> Maybe that was like when it was last socially acceptable. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I, it, bro- it really just whoa, well, broke the, the fourth wall. I'll try to avoid saying Randy Gardner in this article about <laughs> Randy Gardner if it would help you. Um, so this is from Digital. Anyway, I'm just saying, if you're getting it on with a girl, there are things you can say that will put them off. And unless you're in, like Michael Caine, Randy is going to be one of them. You think that he can get away with it? Yeah. He's like the original Alfie. <laughs> I was right. like, oh, I guess it's Alfie. What else, what else is a word that should be avoided then? <sighs> I don't know. Just like some stuff sounds really threatening. Like dirty talk, you mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's very intense. I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? I don't think so. Where people are like, I'm going to make you come. I'm like, oh, don't. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That sounds hot to me. No, I'm like, oh, I don't want you to. Ouch. What did you prefer? <laughs> like, I'm going to do my best to try to get you off. <laughs> no, it's just the way they say it. It's so violent. The tone is very violent. You don't like being told to, being made to do anything. No, it's just a very violent tone. It sounds like, do I want to? Like, I'm going to make you. Uh, who doesn't? Like, of course want you want to. to. <laughs> no one doesn't want to come, ever. <laughs> no, I know, but it's 
like, I want to. You don't have to be so forceful. I think they're trying to be. You don't have to make me. Sexy. I not, want to. Yeah, I'm just well, saying. Okay, it's so how scary. Do you, how do you phrase that? If you're trying to, you know, get it on with Vicky Smith. God, no one tries that. So it doesn't matter. But okay, just say someone was like, just trying to take your advice. They're like, I don't want to turn off my girlfriend. How do I tell her that I want to make her come in different words? Just the tone maybe is an issue. So if I could tell it like, just very submissively. Like, okay, uh, give me- I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just want to like make you come or whatever. No, yeah. I want to make you come is fine. I'm going to. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll be the judge of that. All right. <laughs> You're on your own on this one. Or like, I want to do anything for hours. I'm like, ouch. That's going to chafe. I mean, I, I've never been told that one. Like, really? I, like, I want to go down on you for hours. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I mean, like, that's going to chafe. Speed it up. We, <laughs> a couple minutes is good. <laughs> I'm not fussy. Yeah. And... It's like, I don't have hours. I've got... No. Like, an hour top. So, we got some other <laughs> shit to schedule, all right? I mean, I have hours, but at some point, it's just going to be painful. Oh, yeah. And for both of like, us. Like, have you seen Ren and Stimpy where he, like, removes Ren's skin with his tongue? Mm-mm, I can imagine. Yeah. it's That's how it sounds to me. I'm like, please do not. I'm not getting my, like, sexual advice from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're assuming. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a more of a sex life than me, and I am. So there's another tip for you. Hmm. Um, back to Randy Gardner. Oh, that's great. So he was a San Diego high school student in 1963. He wanted to find out what would happen to his mind and his body if he stayed awake for 11 days. Mm-hmm. So, Well, no, I think it was just as long as he could handle. I don't think he was like, I'm going for 11. I think at 11, he was like, I can't do this <laughs> True. I, that's just how the article phrased oh, it. Okay. But yes, he was just going to break a record. Yeah, he sorts. wasn't like, day yeah. 11, yeah, I've reached my goal. Finally made it, no. So uh, yeah, he stayed awake for 264 hours and... Uh, Basically, like, his classmates were administrating a series of tests. So, by the second day, he was experiencing focus problems, and he was handed a number of objects, which he struggled to recognize. Wow. The third day, he became moody and angry with his friends, and he had trouble repeating statements like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I'll have to call you after the next, like, 20-hour shift, and you can run me through some tests. (laughs) Uh, on the fourth day, he began to have hallucinations and imagined himself to be a famous football player for the San Diego Chargers. It's getting good again. You haven't had any hallucinations yet? <laughs> I mean, day three sounds bad, but day four, I mean, if you push through the anger at your loved ones, day four sounds fun. <laughs> but day five, when you realize you're not actually part of the San Diego Chargers. Ooh, maybe depression. That's like, yeah. Um, and it sounds like on this article, like there's been a few other attempts to beat his record and like, mm. you know, it sounds like maybe it has happened since. Well, there is an illness, which is actually really sad, where you... It's like fatal familial insomnia. And essentially, I think it's quite common in Jewish populations. I want to say Jewish. Okay. Where you eventually get worse and worse insomnia until you can't sleep to the point that you would just eventually die. You're saying you can die from sleep deprivation? Yes. Because like this, what the guy, like Mm. the whole reason we got onto this was he was awake for 11 days and obviously extremely tired by the end of it. But then it's not like he had to get the you know same amount of hours sleep that he missed no you don't you don't make up for the sleep you only sleep for like 10 hours and you're like i'm back on top yeah like, like you're probably sick and stuff because you did not take care of your body in that time but no it's not like you have a sleep debt that you need to make up or like you know like you're still gonna sleep more than one normal night's sleep right so you probably after that sleep like 12 or 16 hours but then you're probably fine yeah then you're kind of back to normal like you reset right but these people there's something wrong with like the wake sleep cycle in their brain 
So they can't ever get to sleep. And eventually it's like night after night awake. So in circumstances like that, when they do it with normal volunteers, you have like micro sleeps, which is why it's dangerous to drive. Like you shut your eyes for like 2.5 seconds and your brain switches off for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, I guess it's hard to verify some of these records because how do you know if someone's not micro sleeping? Well, you don't even realize. Yeah. Like it's the kind of thing where like you just look out the window or something and it's 10 seconds later and who's going to miss 10 seconds. Right. And uh, like Guinness records stopped accepting this record. This is what I'm talking about oh. where people like don't care anymore. Is <laughs> because like they stopped doing the longest sleep so people don't try and break the record and like, you know, have crazy side effects or whatever. Right. And uh, things like, you know, the world's fattest cat, like they don't. Uh, uh, encourage you to yeah, like, they feed your cat. Right. They don't sure. want people to be like, well, he's pretty close. Let's just <laughs> yeah. push him over the edge here. That's right. If we get him to have some water. Yeah. But just like while I was Googling that dude. A lot of pornos came up. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly a few. Mm. Uh, but one thing that did come up is this guy, Vietnamese dude called Tai Nhoc. Okay. Who uh, claims that he's been awake for 47 years. He'd be dead. You don't believe Tai Nhoc? I don't believe you, Tai Nhoc. Google fatal familial insomnia if you want to read a horror story. They should do a movie on a guy who gets it because it's awful. I mean, it'd be a real bummer of a film. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm like hesitant to say that this guy like actually hasn't slept for 47 years. But it's like interesting. Like if we, it does seem like one of those things that how do we not know more about sleep, you know? There's a lot of stuff we don't know in psychology. So... We have guesses at why you dream, but we're not certain. And we also have guesses at why you yawn, but we're not certain. Mythbusters did a, like interesting one on yawning and like proved that it was contagious, which is really interesting. Yeah, so it is seemingly serves some sort of social function, even amongst like chimpanzees and stuff like that. Hmm. So there's lots of different theories about what it could be about, and they're relatively like, well, yes, that fits the facts, but we can't definitively be sure. Yeah, I googled like fatal familiar insomnia. Like there is a story from uh, CNN from like a couple of years ago where uh, they're saying that this person, like an Australian, Haley Webb, had oh, yeah, her mum recalled that she had six months to live just based on how much she was lacking sleep. I guess. Wow. Um, but it says like that if you've got a parent with it, then you're fifty percent. Yeah, it's very of inheriting high. It. Yeah, like even like I guess the condition itself is like extremely rare but i guess it's hereditary which is interesting and i think like i said it's more common amongst like jewish or like jewish populations israeli i guess but yeah you could definitely do a lot of shit in the 70s that you couldn't do now so have you ever heard of the experiment little albert sounds familiar yeah so it's like a big one amongst like first year psych so it's pretty commonly known yeah but essentially they wanted to see if they could get a kid to have a phobia of beards. No, of rabbits, like a white rabbit toy. Yeah, that's right. And then they just generalized it to all kind of white fluffy stuff. And they're like, well, I guess you can, the end. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I assume that was long enough ago now that he's grown up. Yeah, he would be like maybe 50 now. Yeah, and was he like messed up when he grew up? Well, they like lost follow-up with him. Uh, they like his parents moved away or something. And they're Good like, work, scientists. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, I guess we know that we can make him afraid of stuff. 
Should we check in? Nah. Yeah. Well, we don't know where he went. Like I said, the 70s. <laughs> I know. It was a crazy time. Yeah, so there's a lot of like psych experiments like that or like the Milgram one with the prison shocks that yeah. everybody knows, like stuff like that. We're not allowed to do that anymore, disappointingly. Or at least if someone does it, they're not reporting on it because they're getting in trouble. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like now when you write research proposals, you're like, I'm going to ask people about their symptoms. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you thought about how uncomfortable that could make them? Yeah, you're taking all the fun out of uh, these crazy experiments. It's not even the fun. I'm like, I'm sure they'll be fine. Hello, Ben. Have you felt sad? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to think about this. You're times. triggering me, Vicky. Particularly, <laughs> like, my research was on a people group with severe OCD. Mm. And I was like, they're not not constantly thinking about this. Like, you made me think about my severe OCD again. <laughs> right. That, it was four seconds that yeah. time. <laughs> New record, you motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. Like some of them, they're like, we don't want to make them think about it. I'm like, come on now. I'm pretty sure they know. (laughs) Let's move tracks a bit. Sure. A favorite on this podcast to Mm. discuss is the antics of Kanye West. Oh, it is good. Yeah. Uh, He's up to something again. And Mm -hmm. it combines one of our other favorites. It's not as frequent a uh, contributor to the podcast, but I feel like... Neither of them contribute. Let's just be clear. Well, they do, just not directly. No, I don't want people to listen and be like, oh, I want to get to the Kanye episode. Yeah, when's he coming on again? Probably never, but... uh, Never say never. (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, No, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Yeah, he's not as much of a regular feature, because you know I do love... Everyday cannibal Shia Yeah, he's, but he's always up to like some weird stuff. Like he's either watching a marathon of every single film he's made. Right. Or I'm kind of into him. Not into, into him, but like I am on board with what he's up to. Did you happen to read the interview that he did with Esquire magazine recently? No, I can't say I'm a big Esquire magazine fan. <laughs> but you're a big Shia LaBeouf fan, so maybe, you know. I guess, but I don't know that many Esquires. In uh, fact, none. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I don't. Luckily, you don't have to be an esquire to read it. Very few squires, even knights, zero. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to do something about that. Yeah. If you're a knight of the United Kingdom, yeah. can you take on squires like the old days? I mean, should I get knighted? I'm going to. Yeah, be like, hello, Ben. It's Sir Sean Connery. Yeah. I'm looking for squires. <laughs> You've come to the right place. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, no, sorry, I'm an Esquire. Okay, well, I see. I've always, like, I've always did want to get knighted for no reason other than just it sounds cool. Yeah. But I have what secretly. Country? The UK? Yeah, well, they're the only country that knight people, right? Are they? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I assumed other countries did it. Well, Australia sure doesn't. No, but I mean, like, other countries with royal families. True. Like, are they, like, knights of Sweden? That I can't verify. Okay. But. I just think that, like, I've always had it in my back pocket. Like, I'm a British citizen. That's one step closer to knighthood. No, you can be an Australian citizen that gets a knighthood. I don't think you can. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. All right. I'm sorry to derail you, Kanye West and Shia LaBeouf. We'll get back <laughs> there, I promise. Neither of whom are sirs or eligible to be. So I'm looking at, like, the Wikipedia, and it's taken to me a list of honorary British knights and dames. There's certainly no Australian knights and dames category. Australian knights and dames, Wikipedia. But it's not like... (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like it just says that at the top of the list, as in like, list of knights and dames, Australia. But is it the same? Is it the queen who's knighting people? All Australians who have ever been appointed a knight or a dame. Criteria. Australian citizen or a British subject. Because like you said... Yes, by the queen. The order of Australia is a thing, but that's not what I want. No, you're still a sir. All right, well, maybe you can. But regardless... 
I so feel you got like one step closer than me as it. Well, yes, you're a man. So. But you could be a dame <laughs> still. I could. But, but it's not, it's no sir. I just thought that uh, having the British citizenship, it, in fact, it's like slightly more prestigious at least than sure. the Australian knight. Anyway, back to uh, Cheyenne Khan. Yeah. Sure. They're always up to mischief. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and so uh, Shia LaBeouf did this interview and he talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but this is the section that caught my attention. Sure. That I thought listeners of the podcast might be like to just, you know, we always like to keep them abreast of what Kanye's up to. And I mean, that man is frequently out of the spotlight. We'd hate for people to lose track. Exactly. So over the past couple of years, LaBeouf's style, a mix of military, athleisure, and mostly normcore. Really? What he calls blue collar has become a fixation among menswear enthusiasts. I mean, well, I take back my earlier comments because I had no idea <laughs> that. You said like really when I got to normcore. Just that... the whole lot. Uh, I can't you, even imagine that. You think it's, it's a... like military athletic normcore. Yeah, like I, I'd, I'd never heard normcore before. But oh, it's like that 90s look. Yeah, that's. I kind of saw like a few photos and it yeah. looked like... Uh, like I was getting into it Like uh, I think um, As it's I say It's like, like the 90s reboot Yeah like but the tattoo necklaces And the straight line dresses And uh, as I say Like military Was seemingly A heavily A heavily influence Like he had like Big military-esque boots And right. cargo-y pants I'm just trying to imagine This outfit It looked a bit like Hipstery I guess Like disheveled But still Strangely fashionable But from the 90s But I was in the army during the 90s. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's a trendsetter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Kanye West, for one, is a fan. In No Parties in LA, outtakes, he raps, I wish I'd dressed as fresh as Shia LaBeouf. Mm. When Kanye went to LaBeouf's house to discuss possible art collaborations... Imagine if your name was LaBeouf. It's, it's a pretty good name. <laughs> Hello, yes, this is Mr. LaBeouf. <laughs> he asked if he could have some of his clothes for a pop-up shop. Around the same time... So he's just sh- selling Shia LaBeouf's clothes. <laughs> That's what like I... He just opened up his... Like, I came over and I was like, Ben, great wardrobe. Yeah. Would you mind if I sold these? So this is what I took out of it at first as well. Uh, but I'm guessing you mean he designed them. No, like, it seems like what happened was Kanye was going to a pop-up shop that he had. Like, I guess they were selling Kanye merch. Sure. And he was going to make an appearance at the pop-up shop. Mm-hmm. And he liked Shia's fashion choice right. so he wanted to wear something like that to the show okay that makes more sense so it's not like me just walking in here and being like i've got a shop i really love <laughs> your taste in shirts can i have all five to yeah. sell to other people at a marker no you can't <laughs> well i was thinking like maybe that was his i got plan. all five of those and from yd <laughs> <laughs> tarot cash on the weekend I was, I was thinking like maybe that's what he was doing but he, he wasn't just getting Shia's clothes like maybe it was a charity event or something and he was no, okay. getting a whole bunch of celebrity clothes. So he meant clothes. can I wear your clothes yeah. to it? Right, yeah. okay. Not can I sell your clothes for my own profit. And if you've seen um, like when Kanye was on SNL a few years ago promoting uh, the Life of Pablo album mm-hmm. he was like wearing very much like this outfit. Okay. Around the same time I took my mother to his concert LaBeouf tells me. She is of course obsessed with Kanye West. Huh. When I brought her backstage he was a fucking sweetheart to her and it just felt fair. So I'm like, go for it, my guy. Take everything you want. And he did. He took all my fucking clothes. <laughs> Thanks for being sweet to my mum. Yeah. You can have my entire wardrobe. <laughs> Damn. And now to be fair, I would like, never... So what, Shia LaBeouf have to like, go to the Kmart in a towel? 
Well, I guess he was still wearing something, <laughs> okay, but like whatever good. was in his wardrobe. He didn't like rip it off his body. No. Like when you say shirt from your back, you're like, funny you should ask. That actually is from the uh, 2017 Kanye Shire situation <laughs> where Shire literally gave Kanye the shirt off his back. Well, I would imagine it like Shire wasn't home. Mm. But Kanye's like, hey, can I like let myself in and grab some stuff? Sure. And then yeah, if when- I say, can I have some juice? I don't take like four cartons. Kanye's definitely taking advantage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I came over and I was like, hey, Ben, can I have some milk? Yeah. Would you expect I took like three cartons home with me? No, if you took one carton, I would be <laughs> like, I just said like a cup maybe. Yeah, when you say some, yeah, but that it, implies some is left. In fact, most is left. But to be fair, he said take everything you want. But okay. he, he misjudged Kanye's tenacity in yeah. this situation. He's like, take everything you want. The guy will be like, he would be like most of us and take one or two items. Sure. And bring them back. Yeah. You like, would assume it's a borrow situation. Well, especially if it's just like for this pop-up Yeah, Yeah. And just, what did he wear? Like, did he like Joey from <laughs> Friends it? You know how he wears all of Chandler's clothes at once? Maybe. <laughs> no, I think he's just he like, oh, like the Michelin man in all of Shia's clothes. Shia LaBeouf's mum is a fan of mine. All the, you know, the, everything the only, he owns is mine. <laughs> the only fair trade is if I yeah. own his entire wardrobe. Well, I now. said hello to his mum. Everything you ever buy is mine. Yeah, that's a fair trade. I am Kanye West after <laughs> that's all. Right. Me and him haven't really been in contact since he'd blow up on stage and you know shit on me. Really? In November 2016, during a 15-minute mid-concert meltdown in Sacramento, Kanye said, Shia LaBeouf, Kid Cudi feels away. Call him. What? <laughs> LaBeouf oh, direct- he wants Shia LaBeouf to call Kid Cudi. Yeah, because he feels away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he feels away. I heard, like, he feels away. No, like, two he words. Has- uh, way. Wait, yeah, okay. It, like, some way. I don't, I, know, like- I don't know what he feels, yeah, but, but it's probably way. not positive towards No, Shia. he's not like, hey, that guy loves you. Yeah. <laughs> call him. I you're having a hard time, Shia. Yeah, call Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi is really in your corner. He can really help you through some tough times, like if someone steals your entire fucking wardrobe. He's just a positive man that's ready to tell you how he loves you. LaBeouf directed Cudi in a music video and a short film in 2011. What West meant is open to interpretation. Yeah, no shit. Is it? I mean, it's not, like he says, I mean, it's not positive. He's not. Mm, I mean, you can, inter- it is open to interpretation. That is correct. Like he- if I said, hey, Ben, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I guess you could interpret that. Well, he says I haven't been in contact with him since he blew up on me. He blew up on stage, you know, shit on me. Like no, he's, he's say taking shit on you. I know it does sound like Mild. he's being a yeah, right. Well, if I said to you, "Hey, Ben," I guess in a okay, we're in a crowded room together. All of our fr- okay, it's my thirtieth, in okay. fact, which we have not discussed. Mid speech, I go, "Hey, Ben," Renee wants you to know that she's angry with you. You should fix that. Well, then I would say. I mean, you need to consider your timing. (laughs) (laughs) Could you not have told me in private? But I feel like it's not that open to interpretation. No, but also, would you take that as like, well, fuck, I hate Vicky now? No. You'd be like, your delivery needed work. I I guess I see what you're going for. Yeah, I feel like it's just because doing this mid-concert, like, admittedly, Kanye does this every concert. Like, you go, you know you're going to get a rant. Oh, absolutely. And that's what, as a fan, I pay to see. (laughs) But it does feel like the public nature of this is a bit more... Uh, Warranted? Well, it does make it feel like it's... Like he's shitting on him a bit. No, nah, I don't like, feel like he's got at him. Ask him if he's tried to reach out. Of course, bro, I fucking love Kanye West. He's uh, going through a lot. And I don't know where he's at or what he's doing. But, but I know what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've ever owned. Last May, style bloggers worked themselves into a tizzy when Kanye was photographed wearing the exact same cap that LaBeouf had worn in public countless times before. That dude has a lot of my shit, he says. <laughs> 
Yeezy even took his Indiana Jones hat. Well, as in like from when he started, Indiana Jones. That's what it sounds like. Huh. <laughs> so if you see fucking Indiana Jones walking around the street, right. it's Kanye, not Shia. <laughs> yeah, don't get confused. Yeah. Wow. And so here's a photo. That's you, audacious. You can see it's certainly audacious. Shia LaBeouf on the right, he's got the uh, signature on the hat. Like, it's not a great printout. I think I've actually seen that hat before. Yeah, and there's Kanye West, exact same hat, exact same signature on the hat. So it's not just, you know, he's got the same type of hat. Oh, no, it is the same hat. hat. And there's similar photos of him wearing his, like, pants and boots and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, even, like, someone on Twitter wrote to... Um, so Kim Kardashian like, on, on Twitter. Give Shy his shit back. Yeah, this is a Jake Wolf from GQ. He's like the style writer, apparently, whatever sure. that means. I guess like the fashion guy. Yeah. Can you tell us the backstory of the Shia Kanye hat for the culture? Kim Kardashian wrote back, Shia gave him the hat and it's his favorite hat. There's the whole story <laughs> behind it, though. <laughs> that hat is fire. That was on 5th of June, 2017. So I mean, it's, I guess he technically gave him the hat. Like if I said, hey, Ben, I need to borrow some stuff. Yeah. Grab some stuff, and you said, "Yeah, take whatever you want." If I took every item in your room, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Hey, when I said you could have some stuff for that pop-up show, Vicky, I didn't mean my like, entire." But also, like bedroom. everything you want, like yes, literally, I would love every of your belongings. Is that how life works? <laughs> huh. So, uh, kind of give back Shy's hat at least. Well, I don't know. I just think he feels away. He feels away. You should call him. <laughs> Well, Kid Cudi feels away. We don't know what Kanye feels. I Well, no, I'm saying Shia feels oh, okay. away. He feels away too. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye, give Shia a call. But like, what the fuck? You took his Indiana Jones hat? <laughs> it's like, made specifically it's for him. probably quite iconic and right. uh, expensive. And like, it's like, that mine now. a movie franchise that's like one of the most popular ever. Yeah. Mm, no, you don't. You don't remember that because <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I certainly remember the time I wore that hat yeah, remember, every day. I remember when I was Indy's kid. Yeah. What a great time. Right. I also feel like Shia LaBeouf, I had a crush on him, right? Okay. In like his Disturbia days. Yeah, I feel like that was just before he went a bit off the right. Well, because he was kind of like nerdy and cute, but like weird and not quite leading Manny. Yeah. For who he is, he's done well. What do you mean? If you knew him in high school, you wouldn't be like, that's the hot guy. You know? Would you? Well, I guess like the earliest thing that I can picture him in was Holes. I've never seen that movie. I heard well, it's quite it sounds good. sounds gross. But like, it's just like a Disney film where he digs a lot of holes. Ah. I assume he's like... Less bad. Digging for treasure or something. Uh, and he's kind of got like long, like almost curly hair from like what mine I can is imagine. Back, yeah, back to Disturbia. Yeah, he's not like a dork, but he mm, was like... Isn't he? Not not that back. Like he's pretty nerdy like and disturbing. He, he was in like Transformers around. As like, the nerd. Well, but as like the human. No, the dweeb. <laughs> he's like the dweeb who gets Megan Fox with the help of a car. Yeah, but then again. Which is like, I don't know, the story of humanity, I guess. We're all, uh, we're all born out of that scenario, weren't we? <laughs> I mean, I'm still working on Megan Fox, but I've got the car now, so yeah. it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once you get that knighthood. Yeah, that'll really, really impress away. her. I mean, and her career seems to... That was like the peak. So like we'll meet oh, in the middle of She's on the some, way down yeah, on your way up. Exactly. We'll cross paths at some I stage. I remember you said this to cheer me up once because I was going through a hard time in my career mm. and I met someone at work who had previously worked for Google. And you're like, seems like a weird thing to brag about, Vicky. Because I was like, oh my God, he's worked for Google. Like I'll never reach those heights. He's like... Well, he was making it sound like... You should respect him because he's worked for Google. Indeed. And you were like, no, you've stepped up from your last job. So if anything, you're on your way up. Yeah. But if you're, he's in this crappy job and he used to be at Google, 
he's on his way down. Yeah, no, I, I would, <laughs> You're like, it's the opposite of breaking. Right, like if like I was... You should be like, I was licking the street last week and look at me now. Yeah, but at this <laughs> next pace... Next stop, Google. I will be the CEO of <laughs> Tesla by next week. Right. <laughs> I'm in talks with Elon Musk. He feels away. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm glad, yeah. I keep, it's always about perspective, I suppose. I enjoyed that. I thought you did well with that perspective. <laughs> Finally, the one piece of advice that you've actually taken No, there's a few. Okay. Do you ever get like into someone and then you get shot down or you're just like, not, they're not interested and you're like, well, I'm just going to be really successful then. Oh, I'm still working <laughs> on it, but that's, that is the dream. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like, want to be... Won't you be... Like, I want to skater boy it. Like, you'll be... La- I'll be laughing it up when I'm parading with Victoria's Angels. Um, <laughs> is that you what know, skater boy's about? No. Right before my uh, press conference where I cure cancer. And yeah. you're at home watching it on TV. Oh, that would be... <laughs> uh, how oh. Because... <laughs> This is what I envisioned. He literally made the noise. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, Skater Boy is like she turns him down and then he's like in a massive rock band. Like he's essentially Dave Grohl and Uh, she turned him down at like 16. But then does she go from strength to strength? She does not. She's at home with a baby watching him on TV. Oh, so he's the success in Skater Boy. So yeah, in Skater Boy. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Avril Lavigne is singing about her now partner who's essentially like Dave Grohl. She says, see you later, boy. Yeah, and like, you know, when he's a loser at like 18 skating around. And, and he wasn't he's good like, enough for her. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> Joke's on you, I'm Dave Grohl. Yeah. Now he's in the studio. Singing that song we wrote. <laughs> so my dream now mm. that you've said this, I'm mm. surprised this doesn't happen. Yeah. More Mine's often. Victoria's Secret Angel. I'm like, when I'm up there next to Barati, I will be so tall I can't <laughs> see you. <laughs> Bahati, I believe. Is it? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, Barati? Bahati? The... Academy Award. It's like mm. you get up there. Most people are like, "Hey, I want to thank my right. you know, like writing partner, I'd like the to stars thank of this movie." Every woman that ever turned yeah, me down. Not, not not every woman. I'm just be like, "Hey, uh, Stacy, look at me now." <laughs> <laughs> Boom, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> and Stacy, you know, we'll get back to her. She, she yeah. might not be watching live, no. but they'll be like, "Who is this?" No, it's, it can't even be Stacy. It's like, "Hey, Stacy," like. You gotta say the full name. Yeah, like Stacy Anastasia Bahati <laughs> of Greenville. Yeah, I'm on to you. Right, and then just boom, mic drop, and then it's like everyone's like, "Well, who the fuck was that?" And it's like, "Oh, it was that girl who turned him down in seventh grade." Yeah, he's really hung on to that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, I uh, only took twenty years. Well, like you know, Maroon Five. I wish you out of uh, <laughs> regretting your decision now. Huh? <laughs> Oh, you're happy and you've got a family and uh, everything you ever dreamed of. Yeah, well, I have a lot of bitterness and an Academy Award. Yeah, so. and I've got about 10 more Academy Awards to win because right. there's a few names on this list. All right. She was the first. That's so yours, Stacey. Anyway, watch out, Susan. Yeah, the Grammys are coming <laughs> yes, up. i got to write some right. shit. Yeah. See you at the BAFTAs, <laughs> Laura. I am a British citizen. I could win a BAFTA. <laughs> you could. Um... Yeah, that's. I'm like every time someone turns me down, I'm like, you'll be regretting this when I. But the good thing is, <laughs> like maybe when you're on your deathbed, you're like, well, I guess they won that battle. But like, oh yeah, it's a lifelong battle. Yeah, you're like, you we... never know when I'm getting the Pulitzer. Right. Could be just. It could be tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe my prize-winning novel is one night away. Probably not. But I mean, maybe the podcast takes off, and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> winning Pulitzers left and right. The other day, I had a dream about 
such a good movie slash novel. It was amazing. <laughs> okay. Like so good. I was watching it as a movie slash like kind of video game because, you know, in your dreams. Yeah. You're sometimes involved, sometimes watching it. And it was starring our friend Amelia. But even if she wasn't in it, it was a great story. <laughs> okay. Um, so I woke up from it and I was like, fuck, I need to write this down. It's so great. Like I've actually, I feel like I've had a front row seat to the best movie I've ever seen. So I've got to write this down, got to write this down. It's yeah. one o'clock in the morning or whatever, two o'clock in the morning. I quickly scribble down the bare bones of the plot and my like bleary, I'd say, go back to sleep. Wake up the next day. <laughs> it's always <laughs> the harsh light of day. Oh yeah, indeed. Uh, read the notebook. I cannot make sense of these notes. So do you think that the dream was just not as good as you expected or you just wrote it so bleary eyed that... I actually don't know. This is not the greatest story in the world. <laughs> it's just a tribute. Mm. I think it was that good a dream because I remember waking up and being like, oh my God, humanity was not expecting that twist. Yeah. What a twist. But you you remember the twist or? I do not. Do you remember any details no. that you can share? So I was like, I'll write it down and then like that will trigger my memory. Yeah. I'll write down some keywords. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to, you know, write the 500 page script. Keywords did not trigger my memory. Huh. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's been there's so like many boat murder, Amelia, yeah. death, Ray. <laughs> Someone been... called Ray or a death Ray? Uh, maybe a guy called Ray operating a, <laughs> operating a death Ray. That's right. <gasps> By the water. Yeah, I was very disappointed that my gibberish notes did not jog my memory but of yeah. what is essentially the greatest movie I ever saw. I've been there. Like so many times early on in the podcast, I would have a good idea for a segment. And I'd write like a one word thing in my phone and I'd be like, that's enough. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd, you know, five minutes before the show, I'm like, octopus, taco, like cowboy. I'm like, this is nonsense. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Exactly so what now I have to write like whole like sentences, you know. Yeah, actually. I know. Because you think like in the moment, they're like, this is so good, I'll never forget. Oh, no. Oh, contrary. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. If I've learned anything from the creative process, you will forget. Yeah. Like, if you wake up with a good idea, you need to Randy Gardner it. Power <laughs> through 11 days till everything's written down. I had a similarly uh, great dream I, recently. I can't actually remember the dream, sorry. I can't actually remember the dream, but I think it was actually pretty good. Like, I don't think it was just the dark of the night where I'm like, that was amazing. I remember yeah. waking up and being like, holy crap, if that was a video game or a movie, like, that would be yeah. incredible. I had, I had a similar thing happen to me. I've been listening to a lot of the podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a comedy show, if you're not familiar. And I guess, like... Yeah, I've just been listening to so much of it lately that it's kind of infested my dreams. <laughs> and so I did a whole podcast with the hosts oh my gosh. in my dream. Wow. And I woke up, I'm like, I wish I could record that. Because, because it was hilarious. Like, I would have just done an episode in my sleep. <laughs> like, like, we go to a lot of effort to make this show happen. Right. Despite what it sounds. <laughs> we don't. And don't lie. if I could just, you know, go to sleep and wake up, it's like, hey, there's a new episode, episode ready to out. go. I'm like, oh, that's that's literally the dream. <laughs> uh, but uh, just know everyone, you, you missed it, but it was a good one. Oh, that's like my film slash yeah. video game. But the thing that I loved so much about it is because normally, you know, we do an episode, 50% of the work is yours. In my dream, okay, yes, there was three other people on right. mic, but, but it was all Ben. It was all, all the my time. subconscious. Yeah. So one of the other guys would make a great joke, and I would still get credit for it. I'm like, I, I woke it. up. I'm like, I'm a genius yeah. because he said something funny. <laughs> it's kind of like a sex dream. In that dream, who's good in bed? 
That's true. And I thought about it that way. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I had a dream in like, Jessica you know, Scarlet Alba. Scarlet was amazing. Yeah. But or was she? she I, yeah, Dream Scarlet was amazing, a.k.a. Ben. <laughs> Is it gay if you have a sex dream about a woman? I'm going to say no, <laughs> because otherwise I've got a lot to think about. <laughs> You said something about Adam Levine before. <laughs> was that? Did we cover that at all? Oh, no, we didn't. Um, who I've met, Adam Levine. So they're like Maroon Five. I would say probably not. You know, these days, but go back what three years, five years, maybe. I don't know. He's too busy banging Bahati. I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah, sure. If Bahati was your wife, would you be like, no, no, no? Sorry, I want to go back to my multimedia job. Yeah, no, he, like, shows up for a few episodes of The Voice here and there, and I feel like uh, the rest of the time it's like, fuck you, I've got a really hot girl to hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) A few years ago, they were one of the biggest acts on Earth, you would say, Maroon 5. Well, they had a bit of, like, a resurgence with uh, their last album, I think. I'm certainly not saying they're not popular these days. Anyway, their first album, do you remember the name? No. Songs about Jane. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it was a breakup song about a real girl. Yeah. I mean, that's how, like, a lot of music is written, But though, also, right? like, look who's laughing now. Adam or Jane? Is that... What, what are you getting Adam, at? Adam is laughing all the way to the bank to draw out money that he got off his pain from Jane but to spend on his hot wife. That's every Taylor Swift or Adele album. It's like, it's all their breakup songs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like for some reason he's really nailed it. But if I was Jane, or at, least, mm. at least in her position... I feel like I would still be able to take some credit for it. It's like, see, I, broke I inspired this shit. Yeah, you owe me. Uh, I wouldn't even necessarily. I broke your heart in such a particular way. Yeah. <laughs> it inspired me. Yeah, so you're I welcome. I could have done it anyway, but I cheated with <laughs> your best friend. And that's what really sparked. Is that what that album's about? No, I don't oh, okay. know. I'm just saying like, oh, I could have just broken up with you. But no, no, no. I slept with your dad. On a cruise. And that's where you really got yeah, your because I knew that this was going to inspire great <laughs> art that would stand the test of time. Exactly. That's, no, this is a generation's Beethoven. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why as a musician. Are you? No. Oh. I'm just saying like if... Oh, I thought you were like me, Ben, the musician, <laughs> right, no. has some wisdom to give you. Uh, definitely as far away from musician as you could be, but... What would that I'm, be? Stonemason? Sure. <laughs> I'm just giving advice to musicians out okay. there. If you write an album about a breakup like that, mm-hmm. just don't call it, you know, just right, don't. songs about Ben. Yeah, because like, for example, I've got a friend who wrote a song about one of his girlfriends at the time. Right, and it's like, I hate you, Lisa. No, no. Music is so abstract. Like, if it was, I hate you, Lisa, then maybe, yeah, it would be hard no, to deny. No, it could deny. be like, I hate your hair. It's... Brown. <laughs> like, you haven't really ruled many people in or out there. No, like, this was, like, while they were still together. And it was, like, you know, like a love song Oh, to okay, her. sure, okay. I was, like, there next to her the first time that she heard this song. Yeah. And, yeah, I turned to her and I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I didn't really think that it was much about me. Oh, like, that's I, probably good, though. But that's what I'm saying, like... You want it to be as generic as possible. So Sia basically says when you're writing a song, start with a really general vibe or emotion and use like punchy words to describe it. She's like, the more people that can relate to your song, the more popular it's going to be. So if you're like, I love Ben Moore of Eltham with his blue eyes and brown hair and the way he wears his headphones, like other people are like, well, I can't relate. (laughs) But if it's like, I love 
that guy with legs and the t-shirt. You're like, oh well, my God, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, basically, no. Exactly. So she is like, instead of being like, oh, I love this person, be like that feeling you had when you saw your high school crush. Like everyone can be like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know? Yeah. Or like some of her songs, like where she's like, you can relate to... What was she talking? I can't even remember, but she's like, you, t- you choose a generic feeling and describe it generically. I mean, and people are like, my God, she's a genius. I know exactly what she means. <laughs> she's one of the most you know, successful songwriters in modern times. So I guess, you know, it's pretty good. She advice. knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying like, yeah, like if he hadn't have said, hey, this song is about you, that girl in the crowd right over there now, oh, right. she would have never have known that it was a song about Are her. Are you saying it's a positive or a negative? I'm saying the smart way to play it is to not call your album songs about Jane. Right. Because if he never did that, she might not even know. But I think you want her to know. Because every... But then she can be like, see that album, that multi-million dollar selling right. album? Like, that's about me. Like, that's got to feel... But every on... song on that would be, I hate you. But I don't think they were that literal. No, they weren't. They were, they were probably just nice songs. They're not like, it's not every track is fuck you, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you can... That's where up. he went wrong. Yeah, but it's like... <laughs> Didn't go wrong for his career, went wrong for his revenge. <laughs> and that's a decision every man has to make. Yeah. There's songs that people are like, oh, yeah, that's about me. Mm. Or they probably just assume. But then you ask the author and they're like, that, that's not about you, you idiot. That was <laughs> yeah. about my dog or something. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It was an homage to my dead dog. Yeah. Yeah, unless every track is Fuck You, Jane. Then, like, she must, She probably still feels good. It's like, hey, that I got inspired like this whole you know, right, catalog of music. Right, she's the Helen of Troy of Maroon 5. There you go. Yeah. So if I wrote a book about like my unrequited feelings for you and it was the Pulitzer Prize winner or something. Yeah. And it was like New York Times top seller. How would you feel? And like the main character is in love with someone called Ben? Uh, Mien. He's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you might throw me with that one, actually. Oh, really? That would struggle. I'm like, well, that's clearly not about me. It's about some Chinese guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just obvious the more you heard about him that it was you. Yeah, well, if it's like... Mickey and Mian. Yeah, he's on a... Story. He's got his own uh, podcast. No, no, no. Called, he doesn't like, have a podcast. He has a... Uh, <laughs> like, I would try to be less generic than that. He uh, has his own weekly column. Yeah. And he called, works... <laughs> called Crazy Chats. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I might see through those. Thinly thin veiled. Vineyard, yeah. Right. Okay. Because I've definitely written people into novels that I've written. <laughs> Absolutely. The one that like you just reminded me, our friend Brendan, he wrote. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and he like, yeah. I guess he like named yeah. characters after his friends and stuff. And was it like our friend Simon? He's like, yeah, hey, his I, best friend. Yeah, like I wrote a story that like you're a part of, and then he's like read the book, and he's a homeless guy. <laughs> And there's a scene where he like pees himself in an alleyway or something. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, it's not you. I just want to put your name yeah, in yeah. homage like, to how much I care. Thanks. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, he was like, I thought you said this is me. He's like, oh, no, it's not you. <laughs> it's how I see you. Yeah. So I guess it really depends on the context that we're talking sure. about. Yeah. Do you want to wrap it up? Sure. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. I've been Vicky. Uh, you can reach me, Vicky, at insaneramblings.net. Ben at insaneramblings.net will find me. Or both of us podcasts at insaneramblings.net. Jump on our Facebook, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Uh, you can also rate and review us, which is an excellent way to help us on uh, the iTunes app. You can also um, subscribe there, which, again, bumps us up the list and is very helpful. Thank you. Away, sea boat. Away, sea boat.
what Wes meant is open to interpretation. Yeah, no shit. Is it? I mean, it's not. <laughs> like he says, he says it's... Um... <laughs> I think we need some tissues. Sorry, I guess we should describe what's going on. If you've been hearing any clinking throughout the podcast, it's because Vicky's been going through a bottle of wine, which she, in- <laughs> she insists... To uh, put the spoon in the top of, despite the fact that we've previously discussed, discussed this before on the it does podcast. zero. Also, I threw some on the mixing board, so fingers crossed we're still alive. Yeah, great. I've been up for 20 hours. <laughs> I'm feeling it. It's in ramblings.